0: Yes, sir, and welcome to the Man on Second podcast on Real Voices of the Game Productions. I'm Joe Forsaro, joined by our co-host and, and uh, producer Dave D'Agostino. As always, our mission at the network is to raise the baseball IQs of our audience. We shall do so today with high school baseball standout. Alejandro Puig from Pembroke Pines Charter here in Broward County, Florida. Um, as, we, you, as everyone knows, we are real voices of the game. We cover everything from grassroots to the big leagues, and we keep it real, and we bring in the players of tomorrow. And guys like Alejandro Puig will be part of that. There'll be a real interesting conversation. Uh, Alejandro uh, has a commitment to Dartmouth. He is in his, entering his senior year. But before we bring Alejandro in, let's get, get Dave D'Agostino in here with some announcements.
1: Yeah, thanks, Joe. Excited to have Alejandro back. He was a big hit last time. Uh, for our audience, So uh, just want to thank a couple groups. Our six Closing in on 65,000 subscribers this week thanking a couple partners. Jaw Bats uh, will be the newest bat uh, sponsored uh, to enter, I guess, well, certified to enter Major League Baseball this year. Jaw Bats, if you go to checkout, you can use our code RVG to get a discount on a brand new maple bat. Jeff Fry used one this past week in the the fantasy camp down with the Boston Red Sox. Got a double in his first at-bat. My son Tanner's using it. Loves it both lefty and righty using the M110 model. So RVG at checkout, Jaw Bats, great young group. We love them. Uh, Want to congratulate our podcast host. Last week we announced, and I'll, I'll uh, announce it again this week, we were nominated for Sports Podcast of the Year by Sports Podcast Group. Uh, so big honor there. We also got nominated for another one this week, and I got to fill out the paperwork called The Webbies. so Baseball Podcast of the Year on both of those. So congratulations to our podcasters, including Joe Frazzero, man on second. So we're making some noise. And then A uh, warm welcome to our newest partner, Millions, who's going to take over a strong role in our marketing and our advertising and and, uh, branding and social media. So we're very excited to be a part of their family. So uh, with that, Joe, welcome back to your show, episode 425 right now. So we got the, the big guy down there in Broward County back. How'd you get that one? Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thanks, Dave. Uh, Obviously, uh, fun times and exciting times here. As we're diving into 2024, obviously, we're we're getting to the end of of January. And to people around the country who may not be as fortunate as us in South Florida who are having baseball season start, uh, this week was a big week, and I wanted to go with a high school theme this week because on Monday – High school baseball tryouts and practices officially started. Games will still still a couple of weeks away, but uh, the the guys are back on the field, and and it's pretty exciting times. and uh, And we wanted to bring Alejandro Puig in to give a, a player's perspective. And I really hope that our young listeners who are ball players or aspiring play, players or parents who want to kind of get a feel for the mindset of, of high school baseball at a pretty high level. Uh, this show today will be for you. Uh, with that, um, Alejandro Puig is, a, like I said, a senior. Uh, he uh, committed late last year to to Dartmouth. That commitment seems to be holding strong, and, and Alejandro will update us with that. But let's bring Alejandro in and uh, just get an update. Alejandro, how you doing,
2: buddy? Good evening, good evening. First of all, I'd like to take the time to thank Mr. D'Agostino,
3: Mr. Fassar, for having me here on the Real Voices of the Game Productions. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. Alandra, uh, how exciting is it to be back on the field with your teammates over there at Pembroke Pines Charter and getting yourself ready for your senior season? Well, it's truly amazing. Like during the summer, every, every I'm sure all the ball
2: players are looking forward to high school season. It's definitely something that we all look forward to and we're excited and we're very enthusiastic about. So definitely.
0: Yeah, I want you to kind of get take some people through. You know, last year you know uh that's when i hooked up with you i saw you play many times and you know mm-hmm. the story just quick background um for some of the freelance things i do one of the companies i work for and as a freelancer is uh sb live uh the, the number the letters excuse me s and b uh scorebook live is uh short for and i do a lot of high school stuff i'm I video these players. I write stories. Uh, my background: I had 20 years, at, basically, at MLB.com, so established baseball writer. And it's it's really fun to see these players. And and Alejandro really caught my attention. I saw him at a home run like the first time I saw him play. And and the kid has just been a real standout as a person and as a ball player. So, you. um, you know, you know, so I just want him to kind of take us through. Uh, you know last year he really put himself on the map. Now you come into your senior year you you take us through the college thing you got with, with Dartmouth, and you have that off your mind where you could just focus on a strong senior season and graduating. How much peace of mind you have this year compared to last year at the time when you you still didn't know what what college would present or even how your high school career might pan out
2: very correct so there definitely is a lot of pressure that has been relieved ever since um committing to dartmouth in the summer and ever since then i feel like i've been able to focus more on the next goal which the next goal is sure enough making it to the mlb so from last time um from the summer ever since then i've been working and working to um possibly be a potential draft pick in the future and um basically Um, Ever since committing again, it has taken off a big stress. I remember, I I believe I spoke about it on like another podcast where like people who are uncommitted, there's a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety that comes with it because especially seniors now and even juniors like that may be like entering their high school seasons, you may be getting a little bit nervous and a little little bit anxious thinking no one has seen you. But I promise you, there are people like Mr. Fasara out there who are finding the hidden talents, the hidden gems and um there is definitely still hope for anyone out there. It's just about continuing to work, continuing to put in the grind. And again, you never know who's watching because, like, my story is very, very crazy. Of, like, it's a, it's a story where, um, my first tournament of the summer, summer ball, I was playing and I had no idea that a Dartmouth scout was there at that game. And I ended up playing very hard, playing very well, and I wasn't even starting up um the field that day. And I was batting eighth, and it turned out that I hit a, I hit a shot to the um, top of the batter's eye center field. And from there that caught the spark and that's that ignited the spark and the Dartmouth scout became interested in, in me. And from there on the rest is history. So it's definitely something to like, look forward to. Don't get discouraged just because no one has seen you continue to work hard and train hard towards your goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. And, you know, uh, you know, I kind of befriended Alejandro, and I really appreciate his story. And I and I, I promised him I'm going to do a little video of, of his story as well and get it out on some of my, my platforms that I'm working on, and that's going to happen real soon. But uh, in the last few days, just to catch our audience up, uh, I was at American Heritage on Monday up in Plantation. That That's the school that Tristan Casas uh, attended. That's the school that uh, Mark Vientos, I believe I'm saying his name right, uh, with the New York Mets. He's a young third baseman. Uh, you know, uh, Zach Collins, who's been a big league catcher. Um, you know, Eric Cosmer might be their most famous alum. Uh, all went to American Heritage. Uh, and they brought back Bruce Avon, who we had on on our podcast about a year ago, and and he has returned as the head baseball coach there. I was at that Heritage's practice. I got some videos. Uh, Manny Ramirez's son, uh, Lucas Ramirez, is playing on that Heritage team. They were defending state champs. So I got some video of him up there as well as some other players. Actually, Rafael Fricol, our listeners will know his name, his son, Rafael Jr. juniors on that team, uh, so I'm getting videos these players. Then, yes, uh, yesterday or day before, I can't remember. Uh, I was up at uh, Archbishop McCarthy. Uh, that that's another story program, and I got uh, some some video of. Um, Danny Machado, who is a Florida Atlantic commit. And I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be making my ways around the counties. I'm going to be writing stories. I'm going to give videos. I'm going to give these kids exposure, just like I did to Alejandro. And and Alejandro, just just talk about because you really touched on something. And what, what caught my attention was how well you played in a game your team did not win. You actually lost pretty handily. But you played hard, and your head was up, and your commitment to that game is really what stood out to me was just how you weren't down. You're upbeat. You showed leadership, and you know you may not have had any idea at the time that someone noticed that. But just the importance of keeping your head up no matter what the score is. What advice do you give to your teammates and and any player playing youth baseball or high school baseball?
2: So, one hundred percent. No matter the score, no matter the runs, the team you you always have to give your hundred and ten percent. That is definitely something that I've been raised and taught to do. No matter um, you don't, you never know who's watching. Therefore, you always should be diving for play, diving for balls, hustling on and off the field. That's one of the other things that um one of one of the scouts from Dartmouth really liked about me. They loved my hustle, my energy, and that's one thing that you can't really teach. So definitely, you have to like learn to, I guess um be lively out there enjoy the game enjoy doing what you love because not many people get the opportunity to walk out every day on that field and put on a jersey so that's what I'm saying where I mean as to I guess um <clears throat> um basically just give it your all no matter what and that and then sure enough you you will be rewarded for your for that
0: yeah it, I think what Alejandro's really hitting on is you stay, for the people who follow the game, the real, the scouts, the evaluators, the coaches, they want to see in a player that if you didn't know the score, that player is the same player. Correct. Even if that player is having a good game or a bad game. Yes, it's emotional. You you may have your moment. But once you settle yourself and regroup, that's what people want to see, that you are the same person no matter the score and no matter the situation. Dave, jump in.
1: So, Alejandro. Now, Dartmouth. I, I've got to know. What do you plan on studying there?
2: So, I'm planning to study economics. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: What what prompted you to choose that that field? So,
2: so, I've always been into like um business and um 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 oh, what's it called? And definitely like something that's very social. And this year, I took a class called um economics and also AP Gov. And that class is split into two and i and I learned about economics and I really really enjoyed it so after like learning so much about economics and how economics is almost everything in, in this world I really thought like I could use my business skills and like my social skills to be able to like help me in that yeah. study
1: I always recommend that especially if you go on even kids that don't know what they want to do I always recommend business because even if it's a minor it's mm-hmm. good to know and I always tell the kids, when in doubt, study engineering. It's <laughs> yeah. one of the few majors that uh, truly teaches you how to think. Well, the, the other question for me, now you didn't mention geography. You know, Dartmouth's in the Northeast. It's a totally different climate than what you're used to playing in year-round. Joe chronicled the warm weather there in our, our preamble. How mm-hmm. are you going to make that adjustment? Who Have you talked to anybody about the different weather? Because for instance, I, I'm from the Northeast. I, I don't know that I played a college baseball game in weather warmer than 45 degrees. <laughs> and, uh, so you're, you're about to enter. That, that'll that be one of the the many challenges, obviously, going to college. But have you talked to anybody? How do you, how do you plan on overcoming that minor obstacle?
2: Well, one thing, um, Mr. D'Agostino, is that I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and I have the oh. cold in my blood <laughs> now. Okay. But all jokes aside... I'm definitely ready to adapt to that climate. I understand that it's very cold. So what I have done, I've done a lot of research and spoken to different people. And basically what they say is as long as you dress accordingly, then you should be fine. So, I, I mean, when it gets, when it gets, um, uh, what's it called, when it gets very cold out there, I'm going to be wearing my um, uh, sleeves, my undershirts, and definitely keeping my body warm so I can perform at my best abilities. Yeah. I
1: I say that's it. Get those little, go to, uh, oh, what's there's that, that outdoor place that's for hunting. Go get those little hand warmers. So when people send you care packages (laughs) with food and whatnot, tell them to always include a package of hand and foot warmers because you'll want those in the dugout. Yeah, Bass Pro Shop. (laughs) Yeah, Bass Pro Shop. Good. There's another potential sponsor. I hope they heard that.
0: (laughs) You know, Alejandro. No, seriously. I saw something on on YouTube because I'm watching a lot. Obviously, there's a, a lot of content on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you see these people now. You know, for those people who go ice fishing and so forth, mm-hmm. they they have these like uh, battery operated socks that will heat this the sock for you wow. and things like that. So, uh, any any little thing that works, uh, you know. Wow. Uh, and imagine you'll be playing in the gym a little bit, too, when you oh, yeah, in, in a, the lot of, fall, a lot of especially indoor practices. In yes, of
2: course. They have a they um, recently got a new facility and it's very, very massive. And that's where we're going to be doing. Like in during the cold months, we're going to be doing indoor training, a lot of turf, a lot of training on the turf because the field is turf. So the indoor facility is turf. So it's like almost field. Um, It's game like very game like.
0: And do they have any tournaments in Florida? A lot of these northern schools, they'll they'll come and play. Uh, start their season off maybe in a state like Florida or Georgia or like that and play uh, play in a tournament just to kind of get some games in.
2: That's correct. I believe they do play in um, different schools. Like, for example, last year they played here at UM. Obviously, it didn't go as as greatly as planned, but the first game actually was actually very close. But after that, um, it wasn't the best. But hopefully we're going to be changing things around here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alejandro, talk about you, – you noted about uh, – Obviously, getting ready for college, but next level, and and you have a dream, uh, like many many uh, kids that wear the uniform, especially in high school, of playing pro ball, getting to the big leagues. Um, are you talk about your off season, and and I think you were working with some people with, uh, you know, either you know connected to, to pro ball or something like that. Take us through what what you did in in like the the fall months.
2: Correct. So I have been working with many different people, many different coaches, many different players. And I'm thankful to all of them because each of them pushed me each day to be a better player. But definitely the drive comes from within. So during the fall was definitely it was a big decision to decide not to um, do fall ball and focus on myself because like of that's what Dartmouth decided that would be best for me. And <clears throat> I decided not to do fall ball with the high school. However, I trained super, super hard during the during the fall. I would be going to the gym at least 4 to 5 times a week with rest days on the weekends, training in the mornings, training um training after the gym, doing T lots of T work, lots of T work, um fixing the mechanics. Um I also increased my um arm velocity to 90 from shortstop. A lot of different things that have been like helping me progress and increase my tools as a baseball player overall. And that's about like, all I did is just that That fall season was a grind. It was truly a grind.
3: So what did you do to increase uh, uh, velocity on your throws? So in the fall, I had gone to a place called The Grind House here
2: in Pembroke um, Pines. And definitely there, they teach you a lot of things about arm angles. They have um, technology that's very advanced to the point where you can see how, like, your arm is feeling just by, like, the movements and by... How far you can bend your arm in a certain way, and other than that, like plyos, I would do a lot of plyo balls, <clears throat> bands, and etc. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Dave,
2: you got some thoughts? Who's yeah? Who's I know.
1: Like recent, uh, Dartmouth had Ben Rice. I think is double A with the Yankees. Twelfth round draft pick catcher is is on the rise in their organization. So you, there's there's precedence set at Dartmouth, but when you look at at baseball in general, who are some guys that you model your game after your shortstop? Um, so uh, I'm assuming you take a look at some shortstops in and around from your area uh, and, and, and maybe guys that are our generation too, but who, who are your role models in terms of how you watch the game and who you want to emulate?
2: So definitely um, one of the biggest role models for me is Francisco Lindor. I love to like style my game after him. He has so much like, he brings so much energy to the field. Let alone his skills and abilities. The way he his nickname is Mister Smile. He smiles. He 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 brings the love. And besides that, I feel like he's very smooth shortstop. He's a switch hitter, which at one point I wanted to switch hit, but unfortunately that never happened. But I still never don't too know. late,
1: buddy. Never too late.
2: <laughs> true, true. Never that is true. But I decided to stay righty. But. Still, I feel like I emulate my game after him a lot. And I also like Javi Baez. Javi Baez is very smooth in the infield. They're both also Puerto Rican. <clears throat> and let me see. Uh, although it's he's not the same position as me, I also like Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts is a, a very, like, a more of a smaller guy compared to many of these MLB players. And he's able to – he hits one of the farthest – he hits the farthest. It's like very – he's hits very far. He hits, he hits with power. And although I'm not like a very small guy, I do I have fallen a little bit on the um I guess it would be like more of the skinnier side of things. Even though now I've been filling out into my six foot body fill fil- excuse me six foot body build. But um other than that, I've always been able to hit for power even back then. So I also I also model my game after him a lot.
1: Wait to eat that all you can eat dorm food. You'll put on fifteen pounds in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
2: one thing. During the fall, that's also another thing. I focused on increasing weight, which I definitely increased so much weight by eat by meal plans and eating a lot.
1: Yeah, you will. You'll and you'll grow naturally. So Mookie Betts is an accomplished bowler. That's how he relaxes. What are some fun things you do away from baseball to help you relax or enjoy your friends?
2: Away from baseball, I love to hang out with my friends, hang over my family. Of course, family first. Um, I also, um, what's it called? I love to play the piano. I, I actually do. I, I taught myself during the COVID years. I, I taught myself the, how to play the piano through YouTube. <laughs> and, um, I also like to go to the gym. The gym is also like a very like peaceful place for me. It's a, it's like, it's like almost therapeutic. And, Overall, I guess that would be some of the some, some of the basic. I like to play ping pong. We recently got a ping pong table for Christmas, and my dad always used to beat me in ping pong, but he, I, he can't say that anymore. <laughs> He's got oh, the old, be...
1: old school spin moves, I bet. We'll be...
0: <laughs> you know the the ping pong table. I mean, up at the Marlins. Uh, up in Jupiter in spring training, uh, they have a ping pong table there, you know, for the players in the clubhouse, and and, and a good number of MLB teams have that as well. So ping pong Great. is definitely uh, and everyone, because everyone that plays ball obviously is a highly competitive alpha male type that they, you know, <laughs> they they love to do that and and it kind of keeps them going and re, and relaxing as well. Uh, Alejandro, talk a little. It's, it's kind of funny you mentioned about you know self teaching. Uh, to play the piano because, you know, my son, I've talked about him and had him on the podcast Scout with Arizona and he's just 28 years old and, and during the COVID year, he was out in Scottsdale and he self-taught himself to play guitar, you wow. know, and he never played any musical instrument and he just you know, and he kind of did it watching YouTube videos. So talk about just the, your generation of just the ability to see the visuals and teach yourself, whether it's piano, guitar or, or whatever, just Talk about that and the ability to, to how much is visualization uh, part of you know your development as a player and, and and a student?
2: So I definitely feel like visualizing your goals and your dreams have a big part in making them um, possible. And there is a study done, I believe, where if you write down your goals, write down your dreams, they, there's a higher chance of them coming true. So visualizing, constantly keeping your mind on one goal, one thing, Definitely will help you get closer to that goal each day because you're working towards that goal. For example, I have all my goals written down and I put them right on a spot of my room where I can see them every single day. So I wake up, I look at my goals, and I think this is what I need to do to get one step closer to my goals today. And
3: that's definitely something. How long you've been doing that? How long you've been doing that? I've been doing that I, even since before I was committed. I would, I would, my it's almost like steps
2: for example. So even in, in high school, even before I was in high school, the steps would be, okay, get bigger, get stronger, make the high school team. And sure enough, after make the high school team, start, I mean, get a starting position. After that, um, I guess go far with the high school team, which is this year. This is the year where I'm hoping we can go far with the high school team, hopefully states bound. I'm, I truly have a lot of faith in my team. And then after that, um, get committed or get committed during that time period. And then after getting committed, pot to possibly a d1 and that's always been my goal i've always said to get committed to d1 there's been many doubters people have told me oh no best is probably d2 but i kept my goals kept my kept my mind set on one thing and sure enough it occurred and then the next goal would be to get drafted and there and then the rest it will be hopefully continuing to just visualize visualize well, when you get
0: drafted, I want to be at your house there and kind of chronicle all that. I want to be part of that of uh, course, when, when that yeah <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Dave, you know, I know you're always looking for pointers. Have you, you know, did you pick up something there with Alejandro actually writing down goals and waking up and seeing them? Uh, is that going to be something on the D'Agostino um, to-do list now?
1: <laughs> oh, well, guy, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad to hear him say to do that. It's funny. Um I think the more specific you are with what you're trying to do the the better chance you are going to do it. I think that's where people fall short in goals. so correct, we, correct. we employ that with our our kids as well. Um, you know and, and it's the, 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 the important part is that it's your goal, that singular possessive pronoun, my goal, um, something that they want to do. And if it's something you really want to do, the message that that I give to my kids is that if you love it, nobody can ever take away from you. And and you've got to be willing to endure um, anything and everything to get to that goal. I I call it, um, this is the word you you can steal this from me, Alejandro. It's called Mm -hmm. feral, feral ferocity. If you've ever seen a feral cat or a feral animal, there's just Mm -hmm. something in our eyes. You don't want to mess with them. You just stay away. Um, Mm -hmm. You got to have that feral ferocity to get it done. And you're going to get, there's going to be knocks and there's going to be hits and the same message I give my kids. And those things, if you can endure those, and you can turn those mistakes into principles, and you can just keep moving forward, eventually you're going to get what you want if you're willing to take those those kind of hits. So the people who don't make it, and again, you've got to have the talent. Doesn't matter what you do, um, but the ones that truly just won't go away—it's a war of attrition in most things, and I I firmly believe that. I played professional baseball for three seasons. I'm five ten, 165 pounds. I look like a I look like a lot of other guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it was something I was, I was not willing to go away until I got that opportunity. And I think you exhibit that, that, uh, that same type of drive that coaching you. For in kids. And so I, I, uh, to answer Joe's question is, yeah, we, we, we do that in a little bit different way. Um, but, um, similar, similar, uh, mindset and concept. And I think Alejandro, good, good role model for all kids. So I, I would play con- to continue to do that and don't Thank be you. afraid to fail. Thank You're you so end.
2: much. Don't
1: you
2: to fail. I was I was wondering, would you like me to share some of my goals for high school? Well, they're yours. You can if you want. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. You got the floor. Go 100%, ahead. 100%. I'd be lo- I'd love to share some of the goals. So for one, I okay, so for one of my goals, it first starts off with, I will have an amazing senior year with my friends. Very simple, very basic. <laughs> Number two, I will graduate high school in the top 15% of my class. <laughs> That's another big goal. How are you doing back. there? I'm definitely, How you doing there? I'm definitely in that in that category right now and I'm hoping to just okay. to, keep, to make it to make it even under 15. I'm way way yeah, get under to the top 15. 10. Yeah, try to get awesome. to top yeah. 10. And yeah. next I will increase my GPA each quarter by 1 by 0.1 per by 0.1 or higher because again academics is a very big part of it. If it wasn't for my academics I would not be able to be committed to the Ivy League school I'm at right now. Um next. I will have the best high school baseball season in Pines charter history. That is definitely one of the biggest goals that I wanna lead to. Next, I will lead my baseball team to win states this year. Next, there you go. I will have a minimum batting average of six hundred and a fielding percentage of one thousand. Next. So you're um, not
0: gonna make an error. That's the goal.
2: That the goal is to not make
1: one single error. You better put on that goal sheet. Take the scorebookkeeper to lunch every day.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. Next, I will get drafted of a high school to the New York Yankees in the first twelve rounds, and then that, that, that was that was the final. And then lastly, an incentive would be go out to dinners with my family and party with my friends, and that that'll be the incentive.
0: <laughs> now these are obviously your goals, but if I were to to edit one of them. If any of those 30 big league clubs draft you in the first 12 rounds, that's the goal. <laughs> well,
2: of course, of course. Man. Of course,
3: like Mr. D'Agostino said, the more specific, the better. So. <laughs> the more specific, the better. Yeah. Brian Cashman, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. get people down here to watch uh, Pines Charter or I'll send you videos. Uh, but no, that's that's all really, really good stuff. Um, Alejandro, take us through. I know you, you have a little bit of a, you know, because this is it comes down to how much is too much. You know, athletes, uh, high school players, the inclination is to is to play all the time, is to play some down here. We we play summer ball. We play in the fall. We play in the spring. We could play You know, people play Christmas tournaments, basically. (laughs) And you had a little bit of a a setback physically in the summer, I believe. Uh, So how did you kind of dial it back to, to, you know, take care of your
3: body and, you know, uh, and get yourself on track so you're fully healthy for your senior year? So definitely one of the biggest things that I've always been a big stretching guy.
2: But people don't understand how important preparation is because without preparation, it can lead to injury. And although that wasn't the case with me, preparation is a big is a very, very big thing. So I, before practice, I usually get there almost 30 minutes early, usually to school practice. And any game, I always get there even earlier, like one of the first people to get there. I start rolling out with my foam roller. Then I go into my bands. I well, No, sorry. Then I stretch. I get a very good stretch. Then I go into my bands. Then I go into my plyos. And then from there on... Then I, I play. But then after, I'm also very big on post-arm care because people don't understand how important post-arm care is as well. And I and thankfully, the Grindhouse taught me how important post-arm care is. So basically, after throwing, whether it be practice or games, usually I do my post-arm care with bands. I do I use my plios again, but I do different exercises to help um, release everything like that my arm and all the stress that my arm went through throughout throwing and everything. And that's one of the biggest tips I can give for preventing injury in any way. Interesting, good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Um, Alondra, talk a little bit because uh, I saw a story the other day, and and just I want the mindset. You you have a very good situation at Pines Charter with a very good coach uh, and Coach Carlos and and Great. a good program. But I was hearing you know some people saying, and maybe we're a little bit different here in South Florida because we have so many good coaches and and good. And good high- really good high school you know teams state championship level teams, but you're hearing that some of these players high school players are being encouraged to not even play high school ball and just stick with their travel teams
3: and uh just you know kind of your reaction to that, and are you hearing that or seeing that by anybody? No, I have not really seen that or heard of that, but i
2: I do not agree with that. I definitely do believe you should play with your high school team because again. The, like, like everything the coaches do for you, they they go out on the field. They don't even get paid. They do that for the 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 players alone. For example, I have an amazing coaching staff: Coach Carlos Iglesias, Coach Um Willie, Coach Um another assistant coach, Coach Carlos, Um Coach Mark, a pitching coach, and Coach Um Andy Mosier they're an amazing coaching staff and they have made me a better player so i do i truly believe and on top top of that the amazing team that i i play on i truly believe it's an amazing experience regardless and it's definitely shouldn't be taken for granted
0: yeah dave your thoughts on that and are you hearing that and seeing that
1: yeah well i, I you know we're we're not too far apart but um down where you're at is a, is a is a real hotbed in my mind for not just baseball but all sports it's uh, Gosh, somebody could make a living just – I, I did when I was coaching collegial. I spent all my time down there. Um, but, uh, yes, so, it's yeah, it's challenging, I think, because the summertime is where the travel team supposedly is where, you know, they, they go during the viewing periods where college coaches can go. And there's, in a lot of cases, more, more – uh, it's a higher concentration of talent where when you go to a, high, a traditional high school program, you're only seeing maybe one player, possibly two. Now, where you're at is different. You guys are seeing stacked high school rosters, so I can't imagine people advocating against that unless it's for, for ego purposes to, to pull things apart. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till groups start working together. That would be a phenomenal, novel concept for the children, right, that, that every, all the adults get along so the kids can benefit from it. Uh, what What do your coaches have you working on? This this You guys are in preseason now. What are you guys emphasizing this early in the season?
2: So definitely one of the biggest things we're working on is – Middle staying middle away as far as hitting, we did the outside pitch is definitely the biggest, the biggest and the most used pitch by pitchers in the high school level, and we're definitely working on going oppo. We definitely and we also do have a very speedy team, so we are also working on using that speed in the proper ways and being smart with it. And lastly, as far as infield, we're also doing a lot of a lot of infield work with our hands, a lot of drills, a lot of different things to help. Overall, um, boost the team as best as possible before season. And, yeah, that's about it.
1: I like it. Dude, with the fundamentals, you said middle away. Um, you guys learn how to handle the bat. Uh, <laughs> yep. Working your, your feet and hands defensively. It's, you should always be doing that stuff. That's the part now not to, to split the two groups apart, the travel and the, the high school. I see more of that fundamental work done with the high school groups. I do with the travel, where travel tends to be. I don't want to stereotype the whole country, but from what I've seen, it seems to be a little bit more collect and neglect. You just get a whole bunch of kids and you play. Where high school programs, the word program usually follows high school. You see a lot of development, a lot of emphasis on skills, and you're in a lucky part of the country. Joe, you said it. There's a lot of good coaches down there, right? correct?
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned Bruce Avon a little earlier at at uh, at American Heritage Bruce played oh, yeah. in the big leagues you yeah. know um you know uh, the coach at Archbishop McCarthy uh, Aaron Voracek, he used to be uh, he was a long-time college coach and he used to be a scout with the Marlins um you know we had um uh, Rocco Rivetto at um, yeah. at NSU school over here he was a, he was a scout uh, with Seattle
1: yeah, you, you know, know had quite and, a few you know, guys down there. We've
0: we they, and, uh, know, Wayne Rosenthal we had from uh Calvary Christian and oh, you yeah. know he was the Marlins pitching coach on their two thousand three World Series team yeah. with Jack McKeon. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's just off the top of my head that, and there's many, many others. You've had, Thomas Harold uh, that Stoneman Douglas is you know, he he's you know maybe the greatest high school coach ever. You know, we, did he, that, we had uh,
1: it, I know it's a private or it's a private school, but Dave Turgeon we had on a few times with IMG. Yeah,
0: with IMG. Yeah, you know, that's a Different animal there, so yeah, there's a lot there. You know, there is a a lot of incentive, and and you know, Alejandro will tell you this too. I mean, I can't think of too many places I've gone, and I can just randomly say I'm in Miami Dade and Broward counties, and even and even Palm Beach, but I don't really head up there; it's a little bit further away. But Boca Raton plays kind of the north part of the county. Uh, any of these schools that I can mention, and I'm putting together. Uh, polls of who's the best player, who's the best pitcher, and every one of these schools I'm mentioning has most of them like 90% have D1, a D1 player on their team, or certainly a D2. There's their college players on even the schools you wouldn't think are are very good down here right now, and and Alejandra could attest for that. You know, it must be an honor, Alejandra, to be on the field. You know you're on the field playing Dural academy last year and Adrian Santana who got drafted what in the first or second late in the first round or yeah, second the round Tampa by the Tampa Bay, Bay. Yep. you know you you have you had that guy on the field you're playing against
3: I mean why do you not want to play high school ball in south Florida right of course it's a, it's amazing to be able to share the field with players like that. not only do you get to learn from them you also
2: it also drives you to compete and like work harder and definitely definitely i do agree if the competition at the high school level in florida is very advanced and to say no to that is definitely like a mistake i would say
1: you're going to you're going to um are there are other guys in your program that have committed or are going to brag on some of your teammates and i'd a and i not that you're lobbying for a position in the lineup but where do you project in your lineup this year do you think
2: um okay so wait questions. excuse me can you repeat that question please
1: yeah two two questions one is brag on some of your teammates is anybody else committed to going anywhere or any younger guys that, that we should be paying attention to? And then second is, what do you project in this lineup this year?
2: So, first of all, yes, I do have another commit. Rocco Mendes, he's committed to um, – oh, my God, I'm having a bit of a blank right now. He's he's committed to um, Barry University. Barry University of Baylor. Georgia.
0: That's in, in Miami. In Florida, yeah. It's in north. It's in north part of Miami Dade. It's not too far from yeah, where he I'm lives. Not, there's two. There's uh, one in 10, Georgia too. A nice NAI. Is, yeah, yeah, It's it's area. in uh, north Miami
2: Dade. Yeah, correct. And there's a lot of standout players we have this year. Um, we have a uh, Everett Suazo. He's a sophomore who's topping eighty-eight, ninety. He hit ninety, I believe. He's like sitting, like he he sits high eighties. We have. Um, Justin Probst a 6'4 lefty who can hit for power and drive the ball we have a transfer student Brady Mungers who is definitely he's a sophomore and he has abilities that I've never seen before really he's truly very something to be looking out for on the field we have again Rocco Mendez who he's a, uh, a outfielder slash pitcher he can swing it we call him um, Otani because he can swing it and he can pitch. He sits high eighties, and our catcher, um, Sammy Murillo, he is a very well defensively defensive catcher, and we could have had anyone to better replace our former um, catcher who was an Alabama State commit. We have some outfielders which I, I'm sure
3: you're familiar with, um, Ozzy, Oswaldo Yanes, Mr. Fresaro. Yeah, he was in he was in our camp in our uh, showcase in the summer. Yeah. yeah.
2: He has a tremendous speed and range in the outfield. And we definitely, as far as the infield, again, Dylan Coelho. Um let me see. I'm trying to I don't, don't wanna miss anyone. Uh we have a I'll just we have a good team overall and I'm truly, truly excited and
3: excited to see what we do this year with the proper leadership. Oh, also I want do to mention Excuse me? Are you going to hit third? Are you going to hit third? Or last year when I first saw you were hitting
0: leadoff, then they moved you to the three hole. Is that where you're going to be?
2: Correct, yeah. So last year I hit first. I was batting leadoff, and then I moved to third. And I believe this year I project myself to be batting
3: third.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a fun time. <laughs> it's a fun time to be uh, – and, and it's it gets me excited to go to the fields at night to see so many of these these really talented players. Dave, more.
1: Yeah, well, you're going to be very popular on your team because you're the, you're going to be the. Only, it looks like you're the only kid on the roster from Florida, so you're going to be taking a lot of kids home for winter break. I think to get to the warm weather and the beach. With it, well, what uh, what are they telling you about next year? Where do you fit into the program at Dartmouth? What's their projection for you? Have they lent, lent any insight into that?
2: Yes, it's correct. So, Coach Whalen, the head coach of Dartmouth, he's projected me to be a shortstop, hopefully. Um, from the past, the times that he's seen me and his scouts have seen me, Coach McFadden um, and Coach Biller, they, uh, so far I've been projected to be playing shortstop, but um, as any coach will do, excuse me, as any coach um, says, they will do any changes if necessary, and Coach Whalen is very, is very transparent and honest with me, and he says, if you come to um, Dartmouth, and we see that for whatever reason you may not have the footwork or may not be a shortstop anymore, we will use you where we need you to be used. And I'm 100% fine with that and 100% in agreement with that. Yeah, Stay in the middle of the
1: field as long as you can. The further further you move toward those sidelines, the further you're moving away from the game. That's Mm -hmm. my advice. You stay in the middle as long as shortstop, second base, center field. Not that you want to dictate, but you do whatever you can to keep your footwork intact because – As guys start phasing out of the game, you start seeing them phase more to the corners, unless they're uh, big time power hitters. So, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm excited for you. I think thank you, thank you for that advice. And I'm going to make sure I give you the two names of the kids that we have going there through our scholarship program. Maybe, maybe more. I know we have. uh, It'll be two two different sport or be uh, two different sports than you. But at least you'll go up there and you'll have two friends outside of the the basketball or the baseball program that you can say uh, you can use my name as a as a, as a, uh, connection there.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
1: And they're yeah. close to Dartmouth. So you can go, to, you can go to their houses for dinners during breaks.
2: Oh, that sounds good.
0: <laughs> yeah, Alejandro talk about your hitting philosophy. Cause you hear a lot about, you know, uh, elevating the baseball and, um, you know, selling out for power. How do you go about an approach and, and what's kind of, uh, the, your instructor's you know whether you have a hitting coach in addition to uh your high school coaching staff what are their approaches for you
2: so definitely um one of my biggest things when come when it comes to hitting is the bat path and um recently um I've I've advanced my understanding of like the bat path and knowing how to start the bat path and also finish it so one of the key things is you want to be able to keep that bat in the zone for as long as possible but now the issue is how do you keep it in the zone as long as possible? And that all depends on the look that depends on the coil and um what's it called and where you start your hands. And I can get very into depth about it because I I became a little bit obsessed with trying to understand it. But um for to keep it simple, pretty much a level swing is definitely the best thing when it comes when it comes to hitting those home runs because a lot of people want to hit the home runs, a lot of people want to elevate the ball, but what that leads you to doing is getting under it, popping up. And, being, and your timing being off. So definitely an approach that – and my dad is a big, big – Um, he's a big stickler on this – is swinging level and letting the home runs come with the backspin of the ball naturally. Dave, how's that sound?
1: <laughs> Sounds perfect to me. Stay away from that launch angle, brother. Get it down
2: <laughs> the, yeah. the
1: line. Especially in that cold air now too, that ball doesn't travel as far – Guys don't like to bend and they don't want to dive because that ground's a little harder. So you keep that ball on the ground and on the line, you'll find a lot of base hits.
3: Well, <laughs> the thing with Alejandro is he's got great, great speed. What are you running these days? So my last sixty-yard dash
2: on, on record was a six-eight, and that was wearing Cross Bros Recruits. But other than that, um I'm gonna be playing in a showcase upcoming um this weekend, and it's a perfect game, um, world world showcase and there's a lot of talent and a lot of amazing players that are going to be there so i'm definitely excited to see what my stats are updated and see how how much i've improved because i know i've put in the work and the grind and the results will show so hopefully i'm aiming for a six seven maybe six six somewhere somewhere under that that in that six um six something range how does that sound Dave?
1: Got to get down to six two eventually. You want to get that draft choice, correct? Correct. (laughs) Thank you. Put that on your put that on your goal sheet tonight. Yes, sir. Six two. You got to shave a half a second off. Alejandro,
0: what is it? Because a couple of the players I spoke to at the other high schools I visited already were talking about this showcase. Exactly, what is that? And I may have to get someone for Perfect Game on here in the next couple of weeks too
2: to kind of fill us in on some of these events. So the World Showcase that I'll be attending this weekend was an invitational showcase where they get different people from around the world and all Where's of the United States. Excuse me? Where's it going to be? It's going to be in um, Fort Myers Boomba Sports Complex. Fort Myers, okay. And yeah, okay. it's from January 27th, I believe, to the 30th. And um, what's it called? It's basically a showcase where there's going to be a lot of elite players, a lot of talent. And along with that comes the scouts, and hopefully, um, I'll be performing very well for them.
0: <laughs> uh, we're talking to pro scouts,
3: right? Um, I would, I, I would believe so. I would believe so.
0: Yeah, not just colleges. That's what I'm getting at.
3: Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to talk to some of my scout
0: friends and see and get get a feel for that. Um, well, we, we, uh, we could keep Alejandro here a lot longer, but we want him to, to study and, and get his rest for practice tomorrow because I think I might have got him out of, co- out of practice a little early today, and I don't want Coach Carlos mad at me for, for taking his players away. <laughs> uh, Dave, what do you got for,
3: for Alejandro before we get out of here?
1: Well, yeah, we do have to get him out because we want to make sure he, 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 that one goal was to finish in the top 15% of that class for high school. Yes, sir. You better study, brother, tonight. We don't want to keep you from that. Don't be blaming us for your math test tomorrow.
2: Uh.
1: you better not be an asterisk by that goal sheet. Put Joe and Dave by because that's not our fault. Our no, no, I'm going to yes. send
2: the teachers this podcast as proof. We'll write, we'll write you a little
1: note. We'll write you a note. Get out of get out of jail free. But hey, we, uh, we're we very proud of you. I'm very thankful that Joe's been able to bring you on twice. Um, I think you're a great role model for for young men and women out there and how to do things the right way and how to – really make your own path and not, not uh, rely on other people to, to spoon feed you. You, you uh, Everything's been merit-based, and uh, you're going to continue to do that. You're about to enter a very competitive environment at Dartmouth, academically, socially, athletically. And uh, from the times that I've had a chance to meet you, if I had to put my money on a young man, I'd put it on you, buddy. So we wish you the best of luck. You got Thank two you guys so much here. You can count on us
2: whenever you need us. Thank you so much, Mister yeah. Magistino, you know, Mister Fassaro. You guys don't understand how truly honored I am to be a part of this.
0: No, we appreciate that. We appreciate your family, your mom, and your dad for being so supportive as well. And uh, I tell you already, I got I got other players already because uh, I sent out, and you were the guest. I. Had, other players like reaching out to me, wanting to be on the podcast. So I don't think I'm going to have any, any trouble getting podcast guests. And, but I do, I do find Dave that it's important to bring these high school players on as well as, you know, ex big leaguers or current big leaguers, which we've, which we've had as well as the many scouts and people in the game that we've had. So I, I fi- feel that we're, we're providing, good value to our audience with yeah. a, a lot of different perspectives. And just your thoughts on that, Dave. Well, it's,
1: you're right on the money with that. We're trying to, the, the generation that Alejandro represents, you mentioned my two, two boys as well. That's the generation that we're trying to affect. So I think uh, the people that we have on, the hosts and the guests, I mean, they're, they're wonderful. They, they, they give us such great content and they give such great messages out there. And then um, the ones of, that, that complete the circle, like Alejandro we've got Tanner on the network now doing some stuff for us my, my younger son and and uh, my older son uh, David starting to do some stuff for us so and then like your son Joe he's not that generation he's the next generation up but we're we're trying to touch the the, the the class below us and the one below that to try to affect baseball in a very positive way so yeah I think it's a great circle for us and, and I appreciate you you're really leading the way in that and we I do appreciate
3: that.
0: Yeah, like I said, we're real voices of the game. And I know, and it's dawned on to me when you, and hey, Jim Codd is gold, and I love listening to Jim Codd. And I hear him mention the younger people. So get the voices on. You know, maybe we could have Alejandro on with a, a Jim Cott or Tanner on with a Jim Codd and, and just kind of have like, you know, the, the round table. Maybe that's something we could we could work on as well. Get, you know, a couple of high school players with a Hall of Famers and, and, uh, High-level scouts and pitching coaches and and just kind of bat around the ideas of where the game is and get, get that interaction, get that conversation going. I'm all for it.
2: I would be absolutely honored, Mr. Fassar. Yeah.
1: It sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. We got to get you back to homework, buddy. We kept John for almost an hour here. Appreciate that time. What all do you, right, Dave, you got what, for him, Joe? Okay last night
0: no that's it again alejandro thanks so much tell coach coach carlos i'm going to be out there very soon probably early next week i'll try to come out and see him uh and and see all you guys and um again thank you uh give our our best to your folks as well uh dave any last announcement before we get out of here
1: yeah just uh thanks to jaw bats rbg at checkout you get yourself a nice maple bat a tremendous discount and it's a wonderful partner thanks to millions our marketing partner we'll we're gonna take new heights with those guys, and congratulations to our host, sixty-five thousand fans, and our host got us recognition, Sports Podcast of the Year, at least a nomination by Sports Podcast Group and the Webbies. I like that name. I didn't make that name up either. It's a real name, the Webbies. So, <laughs> and we won't have to give the awards back, Joe. You know that if we get them, we won't have
0: to. No, I know them. we win it. It's like this is this is real. Everybody, Everything we do is real, right? <laughs> right in the title, real voices. Yep yeah with that thanks a lot dave thanks a lot alejandro you're the best my friend thank Um you and, uh, and thank you to our audience again. We, we really appreciate you, our our, our little uh, Real Voices nation, I guess we could call ourselves. Uh, but we're going to grow it, and, and we're going to touch, and we're going to hit on the the important issues and give you as many voices as possible to what separates us from everything else out there. And and we're appreciated to you, our audience, for making this happen. And with that, I'm Joe Forsaro, Man on Second, and we are out of here.